is Ryan Miller, and for the past 15 years, I've helped hundreds of people to raise millions of dollars for their funds and for their startups. If you're serious about raising money, launching your business, or taking your life to the next level, this show will give you the answers so that you, too, can enjoy your pursuit of making billions. Let's get into it. In this week's episode, I bring on my dear friend, Vu Tran. Vu Tran is a former U.S. Marine with a counterintelligence background, as well as the founder of Full Circle Restaurant Group. Join us as he walks us through the most important part of leadership and pitching investors that is consistently overlooked. You don't want to miss it. Plus, Vu teaches us the eight disciplines he uses when building a pitch that your investors will fall in love with so that you too will become a powerful leader and money-raising beast in your pursuit of making billions. Here we go. Hey, welcome to another episode of Making Billions. I'm your host, Ryan Miller, and today I have one of my very dear friends, Vu Tran. Vu is a former Marine with logistics and intelligence background. He's also the founder of Full Circle Restaurant Group, and he is a fundraising and entrepreneurship beast. I cannot wait until he comes on and tells us exactly what he's done to be successful, but more importantly, one of the top things that he does to pitch and raise money. He's going to walk us through everything. So Vutran, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Thanks for having us, and I'm excited to uh, be a part of your community. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I know I hear back from a lot of my fans around the world, and a lot of them uh, do really appreciate um, people who know how to pitch and to raise capital. And you're one of the best that I've ever had uh, the fortunate luck to to talk to about. But before we get into that, um, I'd lo- I'd just I'm sure many of the fans would like to know, like, how did you even get started? I mean, where did it all begin for you? And then we can walk up to to figure out. Uh, I guess those skills will make a lot more sense. So walk us through a little bit of the origin story, um, and then we'll get into the rest. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Uh, <clears throat> so. So my parents actually escaped Vietnam, uh, like in the eighties and I was first generation born in the United States. Uh, so we were born in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Um, so right now my parents have, uh, so so I have five brothers and two sisters and, you know, back then we kind of grew up a little bit in a rough neighborhood, you know, rough neighborhood gangs. Uh, so we were poor, my parents had government assistance because that's how they had to get around. Um, right. Impressively, my dad actually graduated with his engineer degree, working full time in three years hmm. at a university. Um, yeah. So, you know, kind of like that ethics of like, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to fail for my family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's to the point where I couldn't go out and buy nice clothes, you know, yeah. like when people made that joke of buying shoes two sizes bigger so then you could grow into it. <laughs> like that was that's you. how I grew up. Yeah, like that's yeah. how we grew up. Like you know, you better yeah. you know buy them a couple sizes bigger. So we always had overgrown shirts. You know, like I'd wear like an extra large shirt, which I would never grow into ever, anyways. Right. But those were the cheap ones, and you know that's the type of lifestyle that I lived in. But my parents have always been my support system, and yeah. they've gone a long ways themselves, uh, from Vietnam to starting from scratch to you know being in a you know immigration camp and um you know i think they did a pretty good job with what they knew so um so growing up you know i went through and um i was always trying to figure out myself yeah you know i was with skaters you know when the trench coats were back then yeah yeah to being a 
you know, skateboarder and teaching people how to ollie and, you know, do kickflips <laughs> to, um, you know, being with the jocks, you know, I love yeah. playing sports. Um, so there was just me just trying to discover myself because I never fit in because I was just, to me, I was just a weirdo to everybody. Right. Yeah. It was just the way I thought. Right. Um, so when I was a teenager, I think I was like 14 was when I saw my friends, through like these big raves back then, you know, with the caffeine yeah. pants and glow sticks, and <laughs> I was like, I can do this too, you know, like this yeah. would be fun. Your kid of the nineties, <laughs> yeah. So it was a fun time, you know. There was yeah. like you know warehouses that were getting rented out and turning into warehouses. And funny thing was that you know you're you're gonna know this, Ryan, but um, my DJ name was actually DJ Ballistic. You know, oh my gosh. And I DJed for a short amount of time. But yeah, through my first party, my friend's sister needed to drive me to my first party that, that got sold out. Yeah. And then through my second party, which was a funny thing, was that I thought I had hip hop DJs, but it ended up being like trance music. So the yeah. crowd was completely dead, but it was completely sold out. Um, <laughs> you know, so I always pitched, I always raised money, you know. Yeah blessfully and i don't know if it's to my advantage or my disadvantage but my parents were my first investors and i always paid them yeah. back every single time right um and you know just like it felt good being an entrepreneur and um i started going to school and then yeah. in 2007 i dropped out of school to start a business in the bay area cuz i didn't believe in the recession i was yeah. like what recession you know let's yeah. go move to the bay area yeah um and then at that point, I actually recruited myself in the Marine Corps because I was hanging out with a bunch of Marines. Cool. And then when I joined the Marine Corps, um, the first four years, I had no personality. I was a stone cold Marine. Like, yeah. I didn't have feelings. I didn't care about anything. I was a legitimate robot because, you know, I looked at the Marine Corps standards as such a high standard. And when I even was through boot camp, I was like, no one here is that perfect type of mentality. It's like, true story. My entire platoon, when I was in boot camp, I told them the week before we were about to graduate, I said, none of you guys deserve to be a Marine. We should do another month of this. So we yes. actually groom everybody. Mm-hmm. So I joined the Marine Corps for the first four years. I was like completely no feelings. And I got meritorious promoted up. I got tons of awards. I was just crushing it. And then, you know, into my fourth year, I was like, there has to be something more. Right. So what I did was I started doing research about what type of lateral moves I did. So I actually went through one of the hardest programs to get into in the Marine Corps was counterintelligence, human intelligence. Mm -hmm. And um, I went through that entire boarding process and, you know, I swindled myself in by convincing them that, you know, I was a good candidate. I went through their program in Virginia Beach learned tradecraft, learned interrogations, learned, you know, about briefing, learned, learned how to do research extremely fast. And that's where I started learning about my structure about pitching Uh, because it worked as it was the same way. And it's funny because, you know, when I actually do consulting and I teach people about it, sometimes people do like the roundabout, like, let's just say Ryan, me and you were partners. I'm like, okay, Ryan, it's your turn to go this slide. They used to make fun of me when we used to do that. And they're like, what is this a game show? Yeah. And then that's what made me really refine on how I actually did my pitch because you had to sell these commanders on why you should be going into Ukraine and what type of terrorist organizations are there and if there's, you know, blood supplies there and, you know, what type of risk do we have and what type of our history. So I learned how to put a pitch together extremely fast. 
mm-hmm. someone told me, Hey, I need you to pitch this product. I can yeah. do it. Give me an hour. Yeah. And I'll be able to brief something up and I'll be able to pitch it. Um, so that was life changing because they really turned me into a human being. They broke me down. They, um, <laughs> they told me how much I sucked every single day. And yeah, the book, lucky you. Oh yeah. Like the book, <laughs> Good times. <laughs> like the book that really changed my life, and I don't know if I have it here, but it's How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a great book. And that well, how what is yeah, what did that do for you, Boo? Like, so here you are, you're in the Marines. Um, you're you're basically like hard as a rock, no emotions, right? I think you told me if you used to think that if the Marines wanted you to have emotions, they would have issued them to you. Like that's yeah. how hardcore you were into that life. And then you you go to counterintelligence, human intelligence, and you start to soften up. And um, you read this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You start feeling like a human being again. Um, where I mean, how did that affect your um, military career from that point and then also after? Stay with us. We'll be right back. AI is changing the game of business. Will you be on the winning team? I'm Jordan Wilson, the host of the Everyday AI Podcast, and your coach to help you learn the X's and O's of AI. Artificial intelligence isn't just a new player in the game, it's a new sport altogether. So if you don't quickly put AI into play, your competitors will run up the score. I've spent my whole life building winning teams, from coaching basketball to working with big players like Nike and Jordan Brand. My next move, helping you win with Everyday AI. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or on everydayaipodcast.com. Let's tap into AI together and put points on the board. Well, I think it has to be re- re- related to business too because um, I see it all the time. It's that when we're in some sort of professional setting, we assume that we need should be a professional, right? Yeah, that we should right. put on this business hat or we should put on this Marine Corps hat and reading that book really taught me is that you know you could get the same type of results by just being authentic just being Mm -hmm. yourself like just have high integrity you know just be committed and have that type of courage because you know don't let people project on you and how they feel because that's not how you feel so the same Mm -hmm. thing with in the Marine Corps standpoint I always treated it like okay if I ran a business how would I run this business on the Marine Corps is done. Yes. So the same thing when I see people in business is that <clears throat> they try to put on that professional face, mm-hmm. but really, you know, you end up doing more business with more people when people see how authentic you are. I agree. You know, because they're going to see your posture. They're going to feel yep. your intuition. And yep. um, that's what that book really taught me because when I went back and I started teaching Lean Six Sigma, mm-hmm. started connecting with people, people saw a complete shift in me. You know, they, they, they thought that this enlisted guy was an officer because I approached people differently. You know, I cared right. about people's feelings. I, I, I legitimately try to be very tactful and have that high level of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I think that in business to be successful and how I've been successful in a short amount of time, right? Because yes. I've only been out of the Marine Corps for going on four years now. Yeah. And I've been able to build millions of dollars through real estate. And I've been able to get into businesses and, you know, run multiple businesses and lead people and people see me as an actual community leader is because I learned just to be myself, be authentic. Like I tell people is that you have to be like, okay, I'm going to use this analogy, Ryan, just because you're in uh, uh, Canada. It's like being a professional <laughs> hockey player. Right? Hey, oh, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Let you it. have to uh, go on the rink and, and, and 
and have the enough confidence that you could, you know, womp on your actual competitor, but at the same time, be humble enough to know how you need to adjust. And in business and in the Marine Corps and in any type of platform, you have to do that. When you're riding a motorcycle, you can't take turns unless you have the confidence to be able to do that. Yeah. You can't like, because if you have that negative mindset of failing already, you're going to end up failing. But the other right. aspect to that is you have to be cognizant of people's emotions and feelings. And that's what made me stand apart as an actual leader because I was able to move people in the most stressful situations in Afghanistan and, you know, in all the deployments that I went into because I was like, okay, what are these guys' motivations? Because at the end of the day, it's like, what's their motivation and what are their constraints and how do you coddle their constraints to be able to motivate them to do things without you forcing them to do it? And that's the art of leadership, right? Right. Um, so that's how that book really taught me was like, okay, how do I become a human being again? How do I connect? How is being defensive, you know, disadvantage to you? Because when you're defensive, you're going to deflect and that person's going to deflect. Yeah. So how do you do it in a way where you lean into somebody and hug them and feel like you're just broing out with them? Like, yeah, you're done, you know, how, so how's it going? Some people be like, okay, that guy's unprofessional, but eventually they're going to turn around and be like, I like that guy and I want to do yeah. business with him because other people like him. And you and I have broed down quite a bit, um, you know, in, in the past, we've had a good time together. And I would, you know, I would agree that that is a, certainly a skill, but uh, one that started with you recognizing your own humanity. And then second, I would, I would argue from what I'm hearing to recognize the humanity in other people, just like you did when you were a kid and you're throwing parties and you're bringing people together. You know, you, you took an off road, you tried something different than the Marines, and then you came back to your humanity again and said, all right, now I have perspective. And how did, um, we call it broing down, but here you are, you're gaining feelings, you're also gaining skills, you're moving up and you're winning awards in the Marines. How did that help when you started to connect again? How did that help you in the Marines? In, in your leadership, being that authentic helped. and connecting with people, how did that help? Well, that helped me because, you know, people put down their guards. And when you work towards a cause of people having a positive type of mindset, right? Yeah. Cause I always tell people, it's like, you always need to care about people's personal and professional and even financial type of situations. And a lot of right. people, what they do is that they think things are transactional. Um, it's unfortunate. That, yeah. Like Marines that I serve with, like I talk to Marines today and I'm always still connected with them and I'm always going to be friends with them. It's just like my kids awesome. at my restaurants. Yeah. Like I tell them they're 14, 15, 16 year olds. I'm said, man, I'm going to be friends with you guys for life. And you guys don't yeah. even know it yet. Yeah. It's That's because cool. when you start to realize is like, you know, we're all kind of in this world together. So why do you have to create resistance or why do you have to, you know, close your barrier of entry of your friendships? Just let people in. Mm -hmm. um, true story. And I think it was on a Netflix show. Yeah. But there was a show that talked about how Canada leaves their doors unlocked and, you know, makes things all most like, like super vulnerable compared to like America. Yeah. And I always use this analogy is that you have to be so vulnerable in life that you're not scared who walks through that door and you could take it like, yeah. like so you could handle that situation. Um, so that's the same thing is that when you make yourself vulnerable and you're just exposing your weaknesses, it's not really a weakness because you know that if someone attacks your weakness, you know how to deter from it. Hmm. So that's what I did when I was like leading people and um, from people from lower ranks or upper ranks, I just made myself vulnerable. I said, this yeah. is our objectives. I said, how can I help you? Because I really work for you guys. Right. And how can we get this to the finish line further and faster with everybody's objectives in mind? Mm. 
and that's how I was super, super efficient when I was actually, you know, doing business. Um, and I, those skill sets helped me. Um, and then after the Marine Corps, I started investing in real estate in 2015 and then, uh, started speaking on stages and taught people how to like launch and grow their own businesses. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I started making millions of dollars through real estate and I always encourage people and something I'll teach your listeners, but it's always giving them the what's in it for them. Yeah. So with them. them. Yeah. Let's yeah, hear so, it. Yeah. So what's the with them. Right. So I tell them, I'm like, you know, like you should invest in real estate too. Cause yeah. it's the truth. If you're competing in, if you're being competitive or thinking that other people are competition by showing your secrets, you're not thinking big enough. Right. And that's the reason why I tell everybody my secrets. You want to know, you want to know what my profit margins are. You want to know how I actually recruit. I will tell you sure. because the truth is that I have a completely different personality and a different characteristic on my business signature. Let's just call it a signature or character. Yeah. It's going to attract a different type of tribe and community than it would for, you know, like a Ryan Miller brand. Right. And I'd rather be a mentor in any industry that I join rather than being a competitor. Hmm. So how do you just serve on what you're good at? Right. So that's, that's, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah. I love that. So you were able to um, connect with people and, you know, show your uh, vulnerabilities a little bit, um, which you had found was not a weakness. It in fact made you a better leader as a result um, and, and kind of demonstrated strength by showing vulnerability, if, if that's a, a fair comment. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's one of the leadership principles is know yourself and seek self-improvement, always, you know? Mm, cool. So keep that vulnerable state. Well that's the only way you learn, you know, so. Yep. Um, but it's cool though because. So here you are, oh, go ahead. No, because, you know, just kind of thinking about it, like throughout my entire life. And, you know, I've been thinking about these these last couple of months is that I've always been pitching my entire life. Like, yeah. you know, like, so I made it on a magazine and they actually talked to me about it, but I used to have these car talks and I could probably write a book about it, but my yeah. dad would have these car talks with me and I would always pitch like, you know, when I was like, I think 12 or 13, I told my dad, I was like, you need to put me in this white suburban school district or I'm going to yeah. drop out or go to jail. So could you I imagine if you had that. a teenager? That's what you <laughs> yeah. But I was like, hey, so you pick, you know, are you going to, Yeah. did I close you or not? So then they moved yeah. me into, you know, different school district. And, yeah. uh, you know, for me raising money or convincing people to go certain schools or, you know, convincing my friends to do certain things, like, you know, the art of really pitching is, is, it's something that I've been practicing ever since I was a kid, you know, and I think it's a mixture of emotional intelligence and being able to know how to structure. And, you know, something that you kind of asked me to share with your listeners was, you know, talk about your leadership, uh, or, or like the eight leadership or the pitching principles of, yeah. of, of pitching a deal. And yeah, the, the eight disciplines, I think you, you called it when we talked about it. Yeah. So they're, disciplines principles because honestly you could write a thesis statement about each and every single one of them because they go in more yeah. depth right. but it's something that i was doing in the marine corps this is what i was doing before the marine corps this is what i was doing when i was speaking on stages this is what i do when i recruit this is right. what i do when i raise my own money and consistently i've learned i was like okay what is the strategy and how can you make it more effective and i actually came up with these steps intentionally and strategically because I'm a Lean Six Sigma guy. So how do I yeah. make things more efficient? How do I generate yeah. as much information as somebody? And it's the truth. It's like people, when they talk to me, they're like, 
my head is exploding right now because you just gave me so much information. Yeah. And I'm all like, yeah, and we've only been talking for 15 minutes and it feels like just a conversation because that's what you yeah. do when you pitch. You really just, um, you just have a conversation. If you Google it and I just did the presentation, you know, in front of like over a thousand people was pitching is having the ability to present an idea. Yeah. That's all it is. Because at the end of the day, you're not making the decision. The person across from you or who's listening to you is making mm -hmm. that type of decision. So if it's a real estate deal that you've done, you know, because I love to negotiate deals right. or, you know, it's proposing to or finding an, a, a girlfriend or whatever, there's like pitching is in your everyday life. Yeah. And I love to do it because there's short term uh, transactions and there's long term transactions. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I'll tell you another one that's not part of the eight disciplines is called seating. Mm. You should be seating all the time. Like I seed about recruiting people. I seed about finding partners. I seed about, you know, we're going to build 50 restaurants in the next five years. Right. And uh, that's, that's you, you, like, that's how I just do things. Uh, but on top of that, I want to share with you guys is that um, I actually really look at three things when you talk about, you know, likes of my approaches, right? right? So the reason why I got into restaurants, the reason why I got into venture capital, the reason why I got into private equity yeah. is because I really look at three bottom lines. And these three bottom lines is um, how many people you help, how much money you make, and how many people you connect to or what type of people you connect to. Mm. Like you, Ryan, man, I can you know, truly say that you're one of my good friends now. You know, I could trust you and, you know, I could hang out with you and I would like I would love to hang out with your family and like that's important to me because honestly life is nothing without relationships you could be the most successful person by yourself but building these memorable times and attracting the same type of energetic people is the most powerful thing that you could ever do and I think that yeah. you know you creating this podcast is amazing you know you actually inspired me to create a podcast so do it you know, buddy stay tuned guys stay tuned <laughs> do it I can't wait <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible, man. That's very kind of you. And yeah, we've we've certainly shared some incredible experiences and got to know each other well. And that's why I could confidently say like you're you're one of the goats for uh for those listening and and pitching and and uh you know, it's it's certainly been a pleasure to to get to know you as well. And and just the success that you have. I mean, my goodness. You're 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 not even 40 yet, man, and you're just killing it. I can't wait. So but, uh, you know, here you are, you're, you've got these, these success metrics that really talk about impact. And Vu, I can, I can tell you with certainty that everybody that's come before you who've made just astounding wealth and, and success in their life, all of them have led by impact first and income second. So they've been focused on generating an impact like yourself is saying, how many people can I help? And, and it's so good. And you and I both, you know, anybody that asks our advice, we we're very, I, I would say we're generous in that way and we're happy to share. Um, but it's, it, it's that mission of, of wanting to help. And that's the first thing is saying like, don't get too hyper over sharing, you know, P and L and your projections and pro formas is like, yeah, man, you'll get to that. But how are you connecting with people? If you really want to get good at raising money, get good at connecting with people. And that's one of the things that I've always admired about you, Vu, is you're able to walk in a room and connect with people and just make everybody feel good and have a good time. Just like when you're a young guy hanging out with all different kinds of 
groups in school, you're throwing parties and you're at the Marines and you're, you're, you're bringing people in and you're solving problems and you're scaling things, not because you, you know, you had, you had all these numbers and projections and PowerPoint slides, but because you were able to uh, connect with people and inspire them to make different decisions, more importantly, better decisions. And so I would say you're, you're one of the best that I've ever had the fortunate luck to, to know in this area. Well, that's what people talk about. I think, you know, I don't know what the right numbers are, but they say like 80% of it is like your tone and your presentation and who you are as a person before the actual content, you know, people like who you are and how you present. And now it's just about the flow, you know, because it is true. And I don't know if it was like a Tony Robbins or somebody that coined this, but I'm pretty sure this is like ancient. It's like how you do something is how you do everything. Mm, I've heard that. Yeah. You know, so the way that you carry yourself or the way that you pitch or the way that you communicate in a room, it's, you know, like, those are the things. And you brought up a couple points that I always bring up is one is the way that you connect with people is really people always think that their profession or what they're currently doing to make money, it defines who they are. Yeah. That's I don't care if it's big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're an accountant, you're an accountant, or if you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer, or if, you know, they take their profession or what they do as a business person as their personality. And mm-hmm. it's not the truth. Right. And I was stuck in that 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 fog myself, but it was funny. I asked myself, I was like, what really drives me? Like, why was I so successful in the Marine Corps and why am I getting bogged down after leaving? Like yeah. what made me super, super hyper focused and super successful where I was extremely motivated? And I came up with it and I was like, I get it. My whole life I've always talked about entrepreneurship. And I was like, that's what yeah. builds the best empires is that it's that ability to teach people about building something themselves and being able to lead a team with people that want to follow. And the second thing is, you know, leadership, right? Right. So entrepreneurship and leadership are the two things that really drive me. I love when kids start their own businesses. I support it. We're actually going to do something locally where I'm going to teach free classes on how to start and launch your own business. And I'm going to invest in it, you know, kind of like a for-profit, non-profit type of thing. And leadership, because the most empowerful thing, I, like, it's funny. I ask people this question all the time: is what is the definition of leadership? And most people can't answer. It. They can only tell me like, "Oh, it's leading by example," or "This is the type." No, leadership is how do you inspire people? Right. Right. It could be the way that you dress. It could be the way that you talk. It's the way that you love your wife, or it's the mm-hmm. way that you treat your kids, or it's the way that you talk to people. And if we taught kids about leadership, then they wouldn't be bullying, right? There wouldn't be mental health issues because, and then another part after you start mastering inspiration is how do you empower people Mm -hmm. to do the same thing? That's right. So that's one thing is right is, is the leadership part. And the, the other part is the entrepreneur part is how do you do something where you could actually build and build the confidence for yourself because, you know, I don't care if you're doing venture capital, private equity, or if you're just doing a mom and pop type of business, Right. it takes a lot of confidence. It takes a lot of hard work, but at the same time, you need that passion to drive you. Right. And that's how you connect with people is that, you know, who are you defined as? Like for me, I'm defined as leadership and entrepreneurship Yeah. and I love to just hang out with people. Yeah. And, I know you do. Yeah. You're a good time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so so something with me and my uh, uh, director of business development went through, like we actually did our mission statement. So is it okay if I show, uh, uh, yeah. share my mission statement? Shoot, go for it. So our, so our mission statement is uh, building relationships is important to everyday life. 
we believe in the foundation of leadership, the spirit of entrepreneurship and camaraderie. Yeah. Our mantra is be bold, live with integrity and stay true to your intentions. Mm. And it's absolutely true. Like beautiful. I legitimately tell all my employees like they need to start a side hustle. Yeah. Right. They need to start investing. I encourage their parents like you need to start investing Same. in real estate. Yep. Because that's how you build a name for yourself. And that's how the more people you help succeed, the more connections you make and the better you make things are. When you try to hide your secrets, it's like, why? Like, why are you hiding your secrets? Yeah. It's not a secret anyways. Just help people. <laughs> um, but that's how I learned to connect with people is those three bottom lines. Uh, some of these principles and kind of these mantras that I have throughout my entire life that has really helped me get to where I am. And I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, like I say, there's like, Act like a professional athlete. Be confident enough to know that you can get it done, but be humble enough to learn. Yeah. I love that. So now um, being a connector and you're building a business, you're sharing your mission, you're encouraging others to also explore entrepreneurship. And, you know, um, we kind of teased on on these these eight principles or, or disciplines on, on pitching that you have come up with. This is your um, methodology. Could you maybe walk us through and just kind of give us some insights on the steps that you go through to prepare a pitch and to to both connect with people, but also persuade them in with that connection to to make a decision or a recommendation? How do you go about doing that? Well, I hope your listeners are pulling over to the side of the road because I'm telling you. Buckle up. Yeah. (laughs) We're going deep. So it's time to grab the pen and start taking notes. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at things from a very psychology type of standpoint, right? Yeah. Is people don't consider the psychology of it. And I think the psychology is a big part of actually pitching. And yeah. the first five steps that I actually implemented, I said, okay, how can I break down this psycho- psychological standpoint so then you build faster trust where people feel like, man, it seems like I've known you forever. And I get that all the time now. It's because I practice it every single day. Like, they're like, man, like I feel so comfortable. I was like, yeah, because I don't have any type of resistance. People are like, yeah, "Yeah, well, just come over to my house. I'm having a barbecue today. Like, really? I just barely met you. I'm like, yeah, I try to get as comfortable as possible. Where it is not like awkward, right? (laughs) Because that's just weird. But being authentic and, you know, genuine in yourself, you're going to be able to connect. So, the first thing is that, you know, I kind of do a, a, a rapport building or some people yeah. in the speaker world, they call it an icebreaker. Right. Because no matter how long that I've known somebody, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you've known somebody for years, but even with your parents or even with anybody, you want to be able to build that connection. So how do you warm up the room? How do you make people feel comfortable? How do you come home and say, honey, I'm home? You know, that's an icebreaker. Yeah. Because you've got to have some sort of connection. It could be verbal. It could be physical. And, um, you know, reading books like five love languages, it doesn't have to mean like your significant other, but five love languages could be for your employees or even with people that you're pitching. You know, like I talked to this guy yesterday and I tried to give him a handshake. He's like, I don't do handshakes. I'm like, okay, great. You know, like, but I didn't make it awkward. Like, okay, what? You know? (laughs) You're like, okay. So you find that out. So you find if it's verbal cues and, you know, and we had a good conversation yesterday, but the first step that you should really do is how do you rapport build, break the ice? You know, it could be something fun. You know, I could talk about your painting in the back where, you know, you have this space guy that's out with champagne bottles and just living the life and just 
you know, caring about the present moment and not thinking about yeah. anything else, you know, like that thing motivates me. Like I should go out and like go for a run and just, you know, yeah. um, but that's Party the first time. thing is that you're breaking that, that energy in the room. Cause we've yeah. all experienced it where that one dark person just walks in a room and it silences a room and people are like, yeah. what the hell just happened? Yeah. The energy just goes out. Energy so add cool. to the energy, build rapport. That's what you're talking about is connecting with people is just like, find your way to, you know, that common ground. I mean, you didn't say that. I certainly did find that way that, that medium that you can connect with the person, whoever it is you're talking to. Is that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and you it. go out and you kind of build that rapport and you just, like Jeff Finster says with the Everbowl brand that, that, that we invested in, we own the entire state of Colorado is yeah. Jeff Finster, man, he's built an incredible brand. They built like one store every six days or something. And we have the blessing to be able to have the ownership of Colorado. Drew Brees actually just joined the team with 85 stores in the East coast. Nice. Um, but you know, something that he does and I use all the time is make friends and have fun. Yeah. Like, like Absolutely. that's one of their core values is, and it's true. Make friends and have fun. So, because people are going to like people that are like them or, you know, open up like them to do business. So yeah. first thing is the icebreaker. And again, I'm only going to go through the quick highlights because yeah, these can be written down into like thousand page, um, thesis <laughs> dissertations. <because>, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like they really can, like there's a lot more to it. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a high level overview. And and you know what, we'll make sure that people have a way to to reach out to me or to you just if they want to hear more. Uh, you're, I mean, you're a pretty chill guy. You're always happy to to help. So if there's if there's more stuff or anything, uh, we're happy to put that forward. I always tell people to abuse me, but they don't, you know, take it, take it as it is. I was like, no, seriously, I want to help you abuse <laughs> Let's me. Get it. Yeah, I've yeah. never had anybody abuse me like they're like, oh, well, you're busy. I'm like, well, just abuse me, you know, push right. my time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and then this transitions to something that I learned when I was in the speaker world is you have to understand and actually learn this when I was in the Intel field was the WIFM. Hmm. Like that's, what's that's in step it. Step two. Yeah. Like what's in it for me. And that's yeah. what the person that you're talking to is listening. It's just like, Ryan, if you were talking to me, like I'm thinking like, what's in it for me? Like why the yeah. hell you know, you're talking to me. It's like when you're talking to your kids or when you're trying to raise money or when you're trying to negotiate a deal, like, okay, you want to buy this house or you want to buy this lot of land or you want me as a partner, then what's in it for me? Yes. And people don't do that. It's like, Hey, I'm giving. So it's kind of like the giving, like, Hey, yeah. you're talking to me right now because I'm going to give you tons of value and how you're going to actually expedite your prices, your, right. your process. Mm -hmm. um, so you always want to give someone the whiff them, right? So, for me, let's just bring it down on a macro level. When yeah. I'm recruiting somebody, part of my team, I tell them, I was like, well, what's in it for you is that I always tell people is that when you're still in high school or college, don't think about how much money you make, but think about the mentor that you're going to find. Yeah. And when you work with our team, you're going to learn more about business. You're going to learn more about leadership and you're going to learn more than you would at any other job. I don't right. care if it's at the restaurant. I don't care if it's at the mortgage office. I don't care if it's with the construction company. You're going to be a more well-rounded person. And if you don't like it, then walk away the first day. You're like, you know what? This guy it's is just good. full of it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You know, the team members that we have right now is like, like they're awesome. Like they get it. Right. So I tell mm -hmm. them like, that's what's in it for you. You're going to learn about real estate investing. You're going to learn about leading. 
I want to teach you about performance and different types of financial strategies and models so then you can actually build a company. How do you actually lead a team and build a culture? Because I want you to build your own business. And you know, if you want to be part of the team, then that's fine too. So that's just on that part. When you're actually raising money, you talk, tell people, it's like, okay, well, what's in it for you is that you're going to be a part of our purpose and our why. And you're going to be able to diversify your portfolio and make this projected return that you've consistently done historically. So that's what you tell them is like, okay, you tell them like, what's in it for them? Most people, what they do is that they talk to somebody and they start talking about themselves. Right. Like, hey, Ryan, how's it going, man? Uh, well, just, just try to tell you, man, my name is Vu and I, I'm freaking awesome, this and that. And you're like, yeah. that's cool, right? Yeah. That's but, a huge yeah. mistake uh, that I, I would argue that, um, you know, people that have asked for my support, same thing is, you know, we talked about uh, in earlier episodes is saying, hey, man, like if you're building a pitch deck, that's the way you're going to go. Just remember, you're preparing for a conversation, not a presentation. And often that helps people to get out of it. And instead of just showing up and be like, here's what I'm going to do and here's what I'm up to and here's me, 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 me. You're saying like, "Ooh, hang on, let's have an icebreaker and let's. And, and, I, and I always use this term as I, I want to make sure people understand it is make sure you understand why that person's in the room with you in the first place. Why are they there? It's not because you asked. Like they have a reason. Are they there because they think you're going to help them in their career? Are they there because you're going to help them retire early and they get to spend time with their kids before they go to college? Why are they in the room? And so when you put that, that what's in it for me, you instantly turn this conversation to say, I'm here to serve you much like you did in the Marines, as much like you do in, in your restaurant world as well. Yeah, like I say, so, so it's part of our mantra, right? Stay true to your intentions. Like what is your intention in being in that meeting or conducting a meeting or going on that date or talking yeah. to that person or building that connection? You just gotta be intentional, right? And you gotta just, yeah, don't, don't, don't try to do things covertly. Just tell them exactly what your intentions are. Yeah. Like, bro, man, my intention is to, you know, get a reservation at your table next week that's completely yeah. sold out. And that's the reason why I'm here. Like, what do I need to do for you, right? Yeah. So that's what you really need to do. Um, and then the third thing that you do is that is so I call it a bluff, right? Yeah. And it's a military term. Uh, so it's called the bottom line up front. Awesome. So, what? Yeah, what's the bluff, man? Tell me, I can't wait. What is that? So the bluff is where you tell tell the person that you're talking to, like, what's the bottom line up front? Like, what am I asking for? Yeah. Right. So, so Ryan, I'm asking for a hundred million dollars, uh, from your family office or from your fund or from your venture fund or for whatever for our project, mm -hmm. because we're looking to raise, you know, a billion dollars. So you tell them like, what are you looking from, from that person? Yeah. Right. Or it could be if you're conducting a meeting, because I'm telling you, I use these eight steps and it's kind of funny because I live off of PowerPoint. Like if I'm thinking about a business idea or some sort of formula yeah. or some sort of business plan, I will legitimately go through these entire eight steps to build an entire business plan. Mm -hmm. Like what's our purpose? Okay. For our meetings. Like, so what are we going to do for our leadership trainings? Like, what are we going to do? Because you have to give them the whiff them. You have to give them the bluff. So this is, you could use this type of system for your everyday life when you're talking to your kids, when you're conducting meetings, when you're trying to negotiate a deal, when you're trying to raise money, like there's so many different ways, like that's what a pitch is. So the bottom line up front is, you know, like what I want to get from you listeners or what I'm going to give you guys from these listeners is to tell you guys that I'm qualified to be able to teach you guys about these eight steps that have helped people raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Right. Period. 
Yep. Like that's what you guys are going to learn. You guys are going to be able to implement this and think about these eight steps and learn how to go through it and be able to pitch efficiently because most people that pitch, they know that when you're building an actual pitch deck, that is your blueprint to your fund or your business plan or to whatever. Because most of the time when you're closing a deal, you don't have a PowerPoint or a laptop, which I've made that mistake before where I brought my laptop to a restaurant and I tried to pitch and they're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> Literally, that's why we're here. It's to not have to deal with that. And you still brought a screen. <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, you know, like, so why'd you bring your laptop? And I pulled it out and it was kind of awkward and I never did it ever again after that. They're like, bro, like, you stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So we got step one, icebreaker, <laughs> step two, whiff them, step three, bluff. Where do you go yep. from there? So from there, step it's four. like you kind of have to go through and, you know, tell them like why, how do you build confidence in somebody, yeah. right? Sometimes people tell you about, oh my God, you should in- invest in this, this, this board ape. You know, this yeah. board ape has so much technology behind there. And these are all the people that purchased it. And they're like, and? Like, who are you to tell me this? Or like, oh, yeah. you have your, your, your neighbor or your sister or your brother or somebody that tells you some sort of philosophy, but they have no track record. Yeah. Like, like I say it all the time when someone tells me, it's like, well, someone told me this and I was like, okay, well, how many times have they invested in real estate? Yep. So do you think Bingo. that they're a credible source yep. or do you think, or did they build hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate? Okay. Now I'm going to listen. Right. So for this portion for number four is that you have to build that confidence by elevating your status and yeah. kind of telling them about your resume. Mm. You know, you're telling about your resume. You say, you know, I was part of so X amount of fortune 500 companies yeah. or I've led X amount of people yeah. because what you're doing for the first five steps, like I said before, is that you have to be able to frame their psychology. So they're focused in you. Yeah. Or else what they're going to do is that they're going to go through your entire pitch or when you're um, negotiating a deal and they're going to listen there and they're going to say, okay, is this person just full of it? Yeah. Everybody yeah. asks that. No, uh, yeah. yeah like, you know, this this is a side uh, voof, if I can chime in, because you're, you're getting me all excited. I love uh, to pitch as well. And you and I have compared notes and we're, we're more similar than we are different. You know, this is a section where we call the hero's journey. And and from what I've found, just looking back on my own, like crash and burn in the early days of when I was just self-taught and, you know, till now. And I, and I notice when it comes time to try to elevate your status, what a lot of people do, which is wrong, would be they go, I, I call it, the, you, you, they slip into job interview mode and they start yeah. literally just spewing out bullet points that are literally from the resume. Don't do that. So you're like, when I was here, I generated revenue by 13% and da, 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 and you just, and then I was here and I did this. Don't do that. That doesn't elevate your status. That just puts your, your, um, potential investors or, or people you're talking to to sleep. So what we convert to say is learn to tell a story. So don't, don't just spew out bullet points. Tell me a story that shows momentum that shows like, Hey, this happened and it changed everything. And as soon as that, you know, the recession happened, here's how I pivoted. And then I grew it, my, my empire to this and da-da. and people are like, oh, wow. So when you tell it in a, in, a, in a story, it's one thing to be in the room, but it's another thing to be remembered. And so not only do you get in the room, but how do you help them to be remembered? Well, it's not from reading bullet points. It's telling a compelling story. And when they remember you, I say your odds of elevating your status has gone up. Is that what you're finding as well? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the hero's journey. Or I think... Um... 
And no, I don't get paid for this, but you know, there's a great book out there called Pitch Anything. Yeah, by Oren it's Clive. a great book. Oren Clive. Think, yep. And I think the way that he describes it is, it's the crock brain. Like, how do you break down the 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 person that you're talking to's crock brain? Yeah. And you have to build that credibility. And I guess that's that's what I'm doing for the first five steps. Is that you know, how do you build that credibility? How do you say is like, you know, is this person just a nobody? Because when people yeah. first look at me, you know, Asian people are either you know, plus 10 their age or, you know, minus 10 their age. So I always tell people that, you know, I'm in my late forties and they're like, what? And, and they believe me. Or I tell them that, you know, I'm in like, my, I don't know. <laughs> or I tell them that I'm in my mid twenties and they believe me too. But yeah, know, it's the same thing. It's so when I talk to people, it's how do I build that street cred? Yeah. You know, how do I build that resume? You know, it's just like when you go get financing from a bank, they want to know what your background is, what your track record yeah. for them to feel yep. comfortable. Yeah. So you build that track record. You say, Hey, you know what? Like, and building your track record doesn't have to be on what people think too, because it could be your team, right? You could be part of an awesome team. You know, if I said that, you know, Oprah and all these other big high caliber people were part of my team, it's going to build a little bit more trust. Yeah. And that's what you're really doing. You're building the trust. And then they actually listen to you when you go into the pitch. Awesome. which transitions to it because now the number five is you kind of go through and you have to transition because you just spent a lot of time breaking down their walls. You say, Hey, this is what I'm going to give you. And this right. is what I'm asking from you. And this is who I am. And that's the reason why I'm going to give you what you're asking for, which is the bluff and, or no, the with them. And the bluff is, this is what I want from you in exchange. Yeah. So this yeah. is the exchange. Right, I'm gonna make you money if you give me money, and the reason why it's because I have this track record and my team has this track record to be super awesome to be able to give you the confidence that Ooh. we're gonna make money, dude. Right? Smooth as silk, yeah. So that's what you do, but now you got to give people the highlight of what the hell you're pitching about, or what you're talking yeah. about, or what you're actually considering, right? So yeah. you could transition it, um, you know, I call it the learning objective, or some people call it the enrollment question where you ask like a rhetorical yes, or some people call it, you know, a, 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 a smooth transition. Yeah. So you can do it. You say, Hey, you know what? Like Ryan, how would you like to learn how to do the eight steps of pitching? Right. Yeah. Or, Hey Ryan, how would you like to invest in this, you know, multifamily development deal? Mm-hmm. Right. Or you could say, Hey, well, let me show you how awesome we are and why we consistently do these types of deals of investing through real estate and make, make, a consistent return of 120% internal rate of return. Yeah. Again, I have to tell your listeners, this is not financial or legal advice at all. <laughs> Disclaimer, I, we I, don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's the truth. It's, 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 you have to give them the frame of what you're talking about because you just spent so much time and we've all experienced this people that do any type of business Yeah, is that you spend a lot of time just building all this rapport and now right. it completely gets lost and now you don't right. know like where to go from there you're like oh well should we get in this awkward situation and ask you if we should get into this pitch yeah but you're the one that's hold like you're the driver's seat so you need to be able to transition to it and say hey you know what ryan like um how would you like to learn about hydro convergence of a company that we're actually investing in in san diego Mm -hmm. that's doing some incredible work um with a bunch of engineers right and that's a true company that i'm actually investing in i'm going to check them out next week but yeah um, and I'm going to tell you why I said that. Not, cause that's not a solicitation for investment or anything. <laughs> it's just something you're up to, but yeah. Well, not that's re- not, not recommending it, but yeah, that's, that's just something you're up to. <laughs> well, that's part of the eight steps. 
Yeah. Like, right. And so what I've actually did, but you want to tell them exactly what you're going into and what you're going to talk about. Right. Um, and then from there you go into the body or the actual physical pitch. So, you so tell that's them. step six, the body get in, get yep. into the, the, the meat, the meat and potatoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like so, where you so tell, tell yeah tell us about the body so you go from enrollment where you kind of set it up and you just kind of summarize here's here's what i'm really why i'm here then you start talking about you get into the meat and potatoes and the body well um, so the body is how do you how do you do that yeah you know the body is that you're kind of doing the same thing of what you did in the beginning but you're doing it more formal and mm-hmm. You don't ever want to go up there and just give them data points. Like no. people don't care about data points. Like nope. this industry is a forty-six billion dollar industry, and there's so much more room for growth. That does yeah. not work, and that does not get people to the close and to be able to no. like like get people to the close. It gets them to bed, <laughs> puts them to sleep. Yeah, tell them about past events. Tell them about like things yeah. that you've done, like you know, property that I invested in. You know, like my first property that I invested was like one of them was built in the 1800s. It was 1885. There was more presidents mm-hmm. that actually died, you know, from the time that that place was done. And and uh, and yeah, we bought it for 850,000. We put about 400,000 dollars into it, and now it's worth like two and a quarter. And I'm making mm-hmm. about five thousand dollars of cash flow every single month now, right? Nice. And what I tell people is that that's how I make my investors tons of money. I give them yeah. some historical facts. And then I pivoted into the short-term rental or long-term rental type of game where I'm specifically dealing with fully furnished properties where mm-hmm. I was able to make anywhere between 25 to $45,000 of cash flow every single month, which nice. almost gave me a pivotal point in my life of retiring. Yeah. Like that's building that credibility. But I just told you like, that's the reason why you should be investing in us, Ryan, because we select very creative deals. We know yeah. how to negotiate. We have our own construction team. So we would love for you to even be one of our investors so we could grow even faster. Right. But the good news is that we educate you about it because we want you to go off and do it on your own too. Right. Yeah. And then you talk about current deals, right? Yeah. So we have this current deal. We have 64 units that we're going to develop with 5,000 square feet of retail. Right. So this one, we're looking for a minimum investment of a quarter million dollars. And, you know, we're looking at the same projected returns because we're looking at taking about 25% to test it to see about how the short-term rental market's going to be. Mm-hmm. We got approval through the city already. There's a 1% cap growth. So that's a big deal because now we got this development approved. Mm-hmm. And that's how we are able to make our investors money. See, so I'm, I'm telling you a past, a present. And what we're planning on doing in the future is, you know, we like this space. And I think that there's a big space for that. Like when you talk right. about, you know, raising money and we're thinking about doing more of like a resort feel in certain type of particular areas and um, or developing homes like single family residences because Blackstone and all these other big private equity funds are investing in the single family space. Right. So instead of buying to sell, they're buying to rent. So when you tell your investors that stuff, now they have a little bit more confidence, right? It's more organized. Right. And you, you, you give them stories about other investors that have worked with you or other partners that have worked with you because that builds them even more confidence, right? right? And that's the body. Like, that's really it. You don't need to, your job is not to educate them about the restaurant industry. You're no. like not to be, you know, a financial guru and tell them about the, you know, different types of licenses you got and why that's important. Like I got a series 65 and this is what it means. It's not or, why they're in the room. They're not in the room to hear you t- 
talk about all your licenses and how cool you think you are. Yeah, but I made that mistake too. You know, when I go out yeah, and when I, so see, I teach people about real estate deals, I'm like, okay, well, this is what a cap rate is, right? This is what an <laughs> NOI is. And so? this is what the multiplier is. Like, people don't care about that stuff. No. Honestly, they don't. And yeah. if you confuse your investors or the people that you're recruiting or any type of pitch that you're doing, you're going to lose them. That's because right. the way that you're organized, it's how you do something, it's how you do everything. So if you're not organizing your approach, they're just going to walk away. They're going right. to have a big headache because they're going to be like, man, I'm so confused right now. And I don't know what the hell that guy's up to. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, he just splatted a bunch of information at me. Yeah. No, you want to make it easy. Like, right. this is easy. You know, so we've been doing it for years. And this is how we make our investors tons of money. So, Ryan, I'm telling you, man, I would love for you to invest with us, right? Yeah. And then it has to transition to a number seven. And there's a couple of different things depending on how you pitch or what you're pitching is that it's the actual why or the purpose. Awesome. If you're building a fund, then you need to know what your purpose and your why is, right? Yeah. Like people ask, okay, that's cool. You invest in real estate. Okay, that's cool. You open restaurants. But you have to think about it is that how does that make a difference in people? Like how do you connect with people as a human being? Like who is Ryan Miller? Right. Who is John Doe? Who is, you know, Ricky Martin? Like that's the reason why people like to watch TV shows of celebrities is because people like to see the human aspect of them of making mistakes hmm. of like what their passions are. Right. And being able to connect with people is the greatest thing. So what's your purpose? What's your why? <clears throat> like I tell people all the time is that mind's leadership and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly, truly believe in the power of entrepreneurship and I love to mentor people because that's yeah. a leadership trait to have is that you need to be able to build people up because if you're not building people up then what are you doing you're just being extremely selfish yeah and that's something that I've learned too it's you know I wish someone wrote a book on that and like the power of being selfless hmm. because like your ego or jealousy or envy those are all selfish traits so how do you diminish those and you live in an actual present time where you're like, okay, I'm completely selfless. How can I actually speak on this podcast right now that you built, right? Making billions, which is the coolest name ever. And how do I just <laughs> sit here and just add so much value, right? And Ryan, that's how you've been so successful in what you do is because whenever I see you talking to somebody, you don't think about what you're going to get out of it. You're like, okay, how can I just let down my guard and how can I just add so much value to the person that I'm coming across? Yeah. And, 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 and that's the approach that you need to be able to take. And that's why I mean, you connect. It's like, yeah. okay, how do we look at it from a bigger picture of being able to help? Because it's true. People say it all the time. It's like, the more you give, the more you're going to get back in whatever way. It might not be directly correlated with that person. Or money. It might not happen. even be money. Yeah. Like it's, I agree. Like it's, but if you truly discipline yourself to be selfless, like you said, you know, one of my favorite things is, um, to, you've been very kind. Thank you for that. Um, my thought was, I don't really think about it, but I would say like, all I focus on is just how can I serve you and just give in love. Like it's my favorite thing to connect with people and it's just, I mean, you and I've kind of broed down in, in large conferences and everything. And, you know, it's the same thing. We just go out and just spread the love. And if you can cultivate that, um, which takes a little while, but if you can get yourself in that place, this is just my philosophy, but get yourself into that in a good place where all you want to do is, is spread the love and infect others with that as well and serve others. I think people pick up on that energy. 
And pitching and selling is, I believe, a transfer of energy. And your, your structure allows that to flow freely. Yeah. At least that's my interpretation is saying, if you're in a right place, you got your energy in the right place, you're ready to spread love and just give and serve and be generous, then you follow these eight steps, that will come through. And people will pick up on it and they will be pulled to you. They will want to do business, not because you're EBITDA and all these crazy numbers you throw up. It's because of you. It's the energy you're providing and, and you're in that room and people are just pulled. We call that attraction. They're just pulled to you because you got a good energy about you and you delivered it in an effective way. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, Ryan, that's, that's the reason why you have strong relationships, even in the businesses that you've been a part of and taking companies yeah. to billions and, and, you know, like that's how you have all these people that you could pick up the phone and connect with. It's because you've done the same thing, right? And yeah. people could sense either a bunch of bullshit or they could yeah. sense that, Hey, you know what? This person's the real deal. And yeah. you could immediately do it. And people that kind of put up their guard more because they're trying to be professional or they're trying to, to yeah, just be professional. Yeah. It takes a long time. Cause people are just like, I don't know about that person. I yeah. don't know like what the person's deal is because they're not just there in a the child. Like I'm the biggest kid ever. Like yeah. people that seem to like, dude, you're just a big kid. And I'm like, Hell yeah, I'm a big kid, and I'll sing karaoke on the farm. Like, you know, like that's just how I do things, you know. I'm just a big kid. And <laughs> um, that's what people enjoy. Like, that's why people like watching TikTok yeah. videos or Instagram videos. Like when people are just genuine and authentic and yeah. you know, not caring like the goofiest thing ever. Like, how do you act when you're around your husband or your wife or your kids? That's yeah. how you should be. Of course, yeah. you gotta have a little bit of professionalism. You're not gonna like you know, jump on your client's back, you know, like that's just weird, but you yeah. know, but you're going to kind of show the inside of yourself and, um, you know, really knowing about that purpose and that why is extremely important for that number seven, because you're connecting as a human being. Yeah. Cause you just talked about money and how awesome you were. And now you look like this hungry capitalist that just wants to just take all the money and take all over the world, like pinky yeah. in the brain. And, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, really it's just, no, like, but I do this because I enjoy it. Like I do this yeah. because I build things. Cause honestly, the truth is that I could have retired. My dad yeah. asked me, he's like, have you ever thought about just retiring? And I was like, no, he planted <laughs> a seed in my head. <laughs> and that's something that As I didn't parents do. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like they planted a seed. Like my, if my mom and dad had the right mentoring, they would have hundreds of millions of dollars assets under management. Like well, they'll they, get it they, from you now. Oh man, they're so smart, but man, yeah. if they had like, they had to figure stuff out themselves. Yeah. Um, but something before I forget is when, when, when you're actually talking to somebody, the skill set of being able to seed, which I call yeah. it inception, right? You yes. need to incept ideas and it might be anything between like putting a magazine there because you're trying to convince your wife that you should buy this house, right? You just mm. set magazines around or when you're watching certain types of TV shows or when you're listening to certain types of radios or podcasts, you're planting the seed and those seeds end up growing. So I yeah. always say that if you're like, we're all farmers and yeah. what we're doing is that we're just aggregating as much people as we can because you don't know yeah. who that person knows or who they work for or who their uncle or aunt are or who their right. neighbors are. But if right. people start talking about you and what you do, you know, you've done your efficient job being able to do it on a, ma a macro scale instead of a micro scale. So you yeah. need to see, and you want to see throughout your entire presentation too. Like I seeded about deals about, you know, 
like stuff that I did. And I did that for an example, not for any type of solicitation, but you know, you want people to know what you do. You want to know people that success yeah. record and being able to see throughout your entire presentation. Or I always give people the example at home Depot, you go to an actual supply store and someone's like, man, this wood is expensive. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. And that's why it's made me so much money and you should invest in real estate too. <laughs> Look at that. You're a pitch master. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I make my investors tons of money and you yeah. know what? Like the prices of going up with material is good because we select the good properties. Look at, right. I'm buying this stuff too and everything's yeah. appreciating. So you should invest in real estate too, right? If yeah. you can't beat them, then join them. Right. And then most of the time people are like, wait, so what do you think the market's going to go? Boom. I got you, right? Yeah. That inception and that seating is basically like a piece of bait where they're gravitated into you and they're going to start asking you questions and now you start to get to build rapport. And you build that. their contact information and you close them on a deal or you have them invest. Like, yeah. I find any chance I can, I pitch all the time and my core team sees it as like, dude, this boo guy, he's a beast and he never stops. And I don't. Yeah. I would agree. You are a beast. I used to pitch like hairdressers and everything when I started just because I had to get in the reps and we would do seating. And I was like, oh, yeah, like and I would always challenge myself to be like, take it from small talk to business talk. And I was like, where are you from? You know, this place. And Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I just got back from Toronto or New York City. Oh, what are we doing in New York? Oh, well, I was actually looking at some investments. Oh, cool. Right. And so I would always challenge to take from small talk to big talk. Um, from just whatever I would go to flea markets and try to negotiate on stuff just to practice. And, and I put in the reps, man. So I, I'm with you. Yeah. Matt. You're, you're, yes. you're, you're a crazy man like me. I, that's one of the, the many ways that we've connected on. So here you are, you've got seven of the eight, you, you come into the why and the purpose. And finally, what, what would you say the, the final step is what's, how do you take them home when you're pitching? Well, the final one is really, you know, people actually really fail on this part. And this part is the most important part. They never ask for the sale. They never ask for the close. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, I just asked what's from you and you know, like what we're looking for and you know, what's beneficial for you and what we currently do. And they're like, so Ryan, uh, what do you think? They're like, I think it's cool, but you have to go with the direct sell, right? <laughs> like one of my coaches, when I was actually speaking on stages, they're like, dude, just yeah. ask him for the credit card. Yep. Like what credit card would you like to use? That's sure. it. It's simple. And from there you put the pressure on them to see is like where they're at. Because if you don't go for the sale, if you don't ask for the sale, then how do you know? Just ask for the sale. Right? right. Like, so ask them how much money would you like to invest? Mm -hmm. And just see what their responses are. And now you go into the objections and you know, it's a lot more yeah. techniques to be able to deal with that stuff. But that's the best close is that you had to put the pressure on them. Like, I love it. You know, so the close could be like an interview, like, you know, for a date. It's like, well, what does your schedule look like next week? Let's uh, go out to dinner next week. Boom. <laughs> you know, like, oh, well. A date yeah. is an interview. I think Ryan Reynolds said that. First dates are interviews from one of his <laughs> classic movies. Yeah. I always <laughs> use the analogy of either parenting or dating because it's the truth. It's when you're getting an investor or you're dealing with a partner, you're dating. You know, yeah. I don't care about yeah. how long I've known. Oh, Ryan Miller, I have to do a transaction with him through business because it's a different type of like it's a you're really amplifying it, right? Your yeah. business partners are like your marriages, mm -hmm. right? You know everything about them. You know what like 
gets them emotionally distressed and it's, it's just the truth like you know more yeah. about them than sometimes you know your family members even sometimes your kids and you're like shoot i think you gotta spend more time with my family so yeah, absolutely. Um, but you need to go for the clothes right yeah um so you know so my favorite term is how much would you like to invest or you know what credit card would you like to use or who do you bank with and you know it's yeah. like well you know what like what's the best way for us to get this money transferred over like mm-hmm. people think that that's very aggressive, but it's not because they already gave you the time to either pitch them. So, if they so you close the with a question. Sorry to interrupt. So um, you you close with kind of a, a question uh, to get almost like getting them to enroll in in the actual next step. Right? Is that well, common a, for you? Yeah, but there's a proper interrogative with that too, right? Okay. Yeah. And if you listen, you know, an interrogative is just a question. So there's right. leading questions and there's open-ended questions. Sure. So a leading question leads to either a yes or a no. Like, Ryan, like you enjoy doing this podcast, right? <laughs> well, That's a leading I question. I very much do, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, so an open-ended question is who, what, when, where, why, what else, what other? So it's yeah. like, you know, how much would you like to invest to our fund today? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's an open-ended question. It's a little bit softer than being able to put pressure on somebody. But you're still asking them like here's like here's your blank check how much do you want to write right and that's what you tell them you just because you're able to gauge them but you know if you're able to have that frame control which Oren claff actually talks about because if you have somebody that's screwing around with you or isn't educated you have to learn these other fundamentals of being able to have frame control because people could ask you questions and derail your entire pitch so how do you actually relate that back and i enjoy that stuff because it's like People are like, well, what about this? I'll right. answer the question and I'll get stay back focused into the eight steps. Right. And that's the most important thing is that you have to stick to the eight steps because with all the experience that I had, it's very intentional, right? And honestly, people would probably pay thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for this type of course. Yep. Right. It's 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 because I use it for everything. I'm telling you guys and all your listeners is that if you guys really master this and really are very thoughtful of what these things are. Yeah. You're going to be able to live your day-to-day life and be able to grow your business more, be able to raise more money or be able to make more money or convince oh, yeah. your wife and your kids to do more things because it's yep. the truth. This goes to change your life. Yep, knowing how to pitch and persuade mm-hmm. ideas and get people to make uh to elevate their own decision-making process and try something new. It 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 really can and will change your life. So following these these eight steps is certainly one of the best ways that you can go about it. So just recap is we have build rapport or the icebreaker with them, then the bluff, then tell your story to elevate your status, not job interview mode. Don't read bullet points, tell a story. Then get the enrollment, which is through a a question you mentioned, just set the overall subject. Then six is get into the body, get into the subject matter, the meat and potatoes. Seven is the why and purpose. And eight is finally the close, ask for the money or ask for whatever it is that you came to do. Yeah. So, and- you know, as, as we wrap things up, Dabu, I'm, I'm just curious, like, is there outside of that, is there anything else that you would like to add or any other comments that you think uh, our listeners would like to know? Well, so I think that, you know, with pitching or anything with business is that just make yourself vulnerable and try to connect with people, right? Yeah. You have to make yourself some sort of, of authority is that, you're smarter about some sort of subject more than somebody else. And if you just go out and just be an educator and teach people, you're going to connect, right? You're going to get tons of things in business. 
Um, you know, I still consider myself as a little guppy and I'm still learning how to be a fish. You know, it's just like, that's just the truth. So I think that, you know, the power of vulnerability and, you know, testing things out, it's just like in business, test it out and see if it works. And then if it doesn't work, adjust. there's no harm in that. So let your ego go. Who cares about, you know, falling down and just doing it because like these eight steps, the reason why I created it too, is that it's my lean six Sigma type of background is if you can't define it, you're not going to be able to measure it. So if you talk to somebody and you're like, you know what? I never gave my story or I never gave them the whiff up or I never enrolled them or I never told them the body and what it is, or I never told them my why or purpose. And you can really examine yourself and say, Hey, you know what? Did I get the key points or did it just kind of feel a little bit awkward during that actual conversation? And you're going to make things a lot more efficient because I could pitch a deal in five to 10 minutes. And after that, I could just bro out with that person and then from there follow up and then close. Right. And that's what you want to be able to do. And it's being authentic. You know, it's not going there and just, you know, bait and switching them. Right. Like you're trying to build financial freedom. Well, for this price, well, today's price is going to be this. No, just tell them exactly what it is. Just be a professional. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, man, you know, like you've done a great job. And, uh, you know, I'm always so surprised about all the new discoveries that you tell me when you tell about your story and you elevate your status unintentionally. I'm like, <laughs> wow, you know, like Ryan's really done that with the company. You know, yeah. he's really made these types of connections. You know, he knows how to build financial models and strategies and, you know, something that I would say, Ryan, that really impresses me about you is that you're very methodical when it comes to certain types of things. Like you have some sort of um, like template or structure, you know, like a like this is the strategy on how to build a business. You know, these are the four assets that we should be looking for. Or when we build a team, this is what we should do. Or when you, you know, you have some sort of strategy for something and it's with your past experience that just clicks with you. Um, so I'm highly impressed with that. And I always learn something from you when I'm talking to you, cause you always have some sort of model to, yeah. to build off of. So that's, that's, that's super cool, man. And you're always teaching me stuff too. I appreciate that. Well, well, the trick is low latency inhibition. You can look it up, uh, later on, you could see exactly how I tick. So that's, that's uh, a little uh, access into my mind. Well, Vu, it's been absolutely a pleasure. It always is, buddy. It's always good to talk to you and to learn from your wise mind. I mean, my goodness, from from such a young age, you've always been connecting with people. You've always been bringing people together and you're doing it through pitching. You're doing it through leadership and you've done it and you continue to do it. But the thing, not aside of all of that, which I could stop there, but aside of all of that, your ability to bring people together and to make people feel comfortable, I think is one of the true hallmarks of the Vutran brand. If that's such a thing, I would say so. So, well, you know, just as, as we sign off, just remember the importance of connecting with people. Remember, um, as we said, bro down, you don't have to be a guy, but just learning to connect with people and, and celebrate, create exceptional experiences, connect with them, and you too will be well on your way in your pursuit of making billions. Wow, what a show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to leave a comment and review on new ideas and guests you want me to bring on for future episodes. Plus, why don't you head over to YouTube and see extra takes while you get to know our guests even better. 
And make sure to come back for our next episode where we dive even deeper into the people, the process, and the perspectives of both investors and founders. Until then, my friends, stay hungry, focus on your goals, and keep grinding towards your dream of making billions.